From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Greetings and salutations. It's your man CD, the fallen angel, Christopher Gaines. Now, I'm not just a world-traveled professional wrestler and the man with the perfect shaped head to be bald for the rest of his life. I'm also the head of talent relations for All Elite Wrestling. And as such, I am not allowed to lie. It's in my contract. So when I tell you that Mike DeNiro and the Wrestling DeLorean podcast is available every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you know I'm telling you the truth. Now, Mike talks about classic WWF, WCW, ECW, and TNA reviews, as well as doing modern news for AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, and all the things that are happening in the world of professional wrestling today. So why don't you give it a listen and just remember that Christopher Daniels was the one that sent you. And uh, enjoy the podcast. Take care, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike DeNiro. It is Friday, February 25th. And we're about to end this motherfucking week off the right way with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast and a super stack show like we do every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about everything that we missed this week. We got a lot to catch up on, including Elimination Chamber from this past Saturday, Impact Wrestling No Surrender from this past Saturday, we'll talk a little bit about Monday Night Raw, we'll talk about AEW Dynamite, and we will be going back in time and talk about Monday Night Raw 1997, the first two episodes of Monday Night Raw in 1997, but before we get into all that, I want to thank all my fans from all over the world, I have a lot of fans from around the world, I actually have a list here of all the countries that are currently listening and downloading the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, so I'm going to shout them out right now, shout out to the United States, Philippines, Germany, Russia, India, United Kingdom, Ireland, Spain, Kenya, Brazil, Belgium, Belarus, France, Guatemala, Iceland, and Jamaica. Thank you for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the Super Stack Show right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for letting me into your morning routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I salute all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers from all over the world. If you don't already, make sure you follow the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Follow us on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. If you like the little video shits that I put up, thank you so much for everybody who's riding with this podcast. We have a lot to talk about. I missed the Monday and Wednesday show because a lot of personal shit's been going on. But good news, my son is coming home very soon. So I am very, very happy. We got a lot to talk about, though. 
we're going to start out with this past weekend. A big, big weekend in professional wrestling. We had the WWE Elimination Chamber. And on the same day, we had Impact Wrestling No Surrender. So let's talk all about that. But first, first, before I talk about that, breaking news coming out of yesterday. I got to talk about the breaking news, of course. My man Cesaro, no longer with the WWE. Not going to lie, this is a couple years after I thought that Cesaro would have been gone from WWE. Cesaro has been handcuffed and shackled in the WWE. Cesaro has been a guy who could be a top-level main eventer, a guy who could have held that championship, especially if you look at guys who've held that championship. No, no, no disrespect to the people I'm about to say, but we're talking about guys like Jinder Mahal. Talk about guys like Jack Swagger. You mean to tell me that Cesaro couldn't have held the WWE or the WWE Universal Championship? Cesaro, the Swiss Superman, the King of Swing, is one of the best pound-for-pound most powerful wrestlers in the world. I've been rocking with Cesaro for years. Let's go all the way back to 2006. Claudio Castagnoli. I've been rocking with him since Chikara, CZW, the Kings of Wrestling, and Ring of Honor. I mean, I've been a fan for years. So, I am very excited to see what happens with Cesaro now as a free agent. Does he go on to another company, and does he remove the shackles? Does he become everything that he has the potential of being? Does he live up to the hype that the fans want to see from Cesaro? It's very interesting, but this is a big, big move for Cesaro. This is a big, big release. Well, not a release, but a loss for the WWE. Now, with that out the way, let's talk about the Elimination Chamber from this past Saturday, live from Saudi Arabia, the Kingdom of Jihad. Now, I'm not going to go running down the whole show for every single show that I cover here on this podcast. It's a lot to talk about, so I'm just going to give my, like, cliff notes First off, for anybody who was upset with any of the results from the Elimination Chamber, I don't know what you were expecting. I don't know what you wanted to see, but this is the WWE. You got to remember that. It don't matter what you think is going to happen. The WWE has a track record. And they lived up to the WWE name. First off, right off the bat, Bill Goldberg versus Roman Reigns starting it off. This match went a couple seconds. It, w- it wasn't even a long match. We, of course, we had a lot of spears. Of course, we had... Uh, that's what Goldberg matches are now. It's just a lot of finishing moves. But one interesting development here is that Goldberg lost this matchup due to the guillotine choke by Roman Reigns. It is the first time in Goldberg's illustrious career that he lost a match to a submission hold. So in his last match with the WWE, because yes, he is another free agent now that his contract with the WWE is up, he lost to a submission hold. Later on in the night, we had Bianca Belair. She wins the Elimination Chamber matchup. These these Elimination Chamber matches don't have that same oomph as they used to. You know what I mean? I was going back and I was watching some classic Elimination Chamber matches. Going all the way back to the first one, Survivor Series 2002. Contested between Shawn Michaels and his little Dutch boy haircut. Chris Jericho, Kane, Rob Van Dam, Booker T, and Triple H. And boy, was that a brutal-ass match. That match was brutal. That match was violent. 
Even the SummerSlam match in 2003 with Goldberg, Triple H, Randy Orton, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Chris Jericho, that match was brutal. These matches now, not so much. Now, I'm not asking for a fucking bloodbath. I'm not asking for people to crush their throats like Triple H did in the first Elimination Chamber. But uh, this looked like a fucking match with a damn little, you know, it was not that much different from a regular matchup, let's just say. It was not that much different from a cage matchup, let's just say. The, The Elimination Chamber doesn't pack that punch like it used to. But, nonetheless, Bianca Belair wins. She is now going to be going against Becky Lynch at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Champion. Speaking of the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch and Lita, shout out to them. They had a hell of a matchup. Lita looks like she could still go. I personally think that if Lita wanted to go full-time from this point on, I would be all for it. Lita looked really good in the ring. But, she lost to Becky Lynch, nonetheless. Also on the show, we had... The men's elimination chamber matchup contested between Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle, and Austin Theory. What could be said about this matchup? First of all, the Bobby Lashley injury angle, if it is just an angle, made Bobby look a little weak. I At first I was like, if the man got a concussion, I feel bad for him, but... The whole concussion protocol I hear now is a storyline. It's it's fake. Come on, man. Made Bobby look a little weak. Brock Lesnar absolutely murdered everybody in that match. And he did Austin Theory bad. He beat his ass. That F5 from the top of the fucking pod was insane. But did anyone think anything else was going to happen here? Did anyone think that Brock Lesnar was going to lose this matchup? I just don't see the logic between having Brock win the matchup, having Brock win the world title when he's already promised a world title shot at Royal Rumble. What is the point? What is the point? Unless the WWE is dropping the whole brands and they're going to merge Raw and SmackDown again and we have one unified champion. I don't see why Brock would need a title going into his title match against Roman Reigns. That match was already built up enough. But if they are going to solidify both brands here, then, I mean, I, I understand what they're doing. I, I just think that, you know, if if that's the case, why not do that with the women's title? Why have Becky have a match for her title and Charlotte have a match for her title? Why not do that for the tag team championships at WrestleMania? If we are going to have everything just, you know, come together, we can't have separate titles on separate shows. Like, might as well just bring it all together then. But we'll see what happens. All I know is Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, champion versus champion at WrestleMania. There's some people that are pissed about seeing this matchup again. This is the third time this is going to main event WrestleMania. There's some people who are happy about it. To me, I'm in the middle because... Yeah, we've seen Brock versus Roman many a times. And to be honest, I am not a big fan of their chemistry. But I do have to say, the whole twist on this being that now it's champion for champion, the whole twist on this that Brock Lesnar is actually the babyface of Roman Reigns is the heel, it makes it a little bit more interesting than what we've been getting. It's more interesting than WrestleMania 31 or WrestleMania 33 or 34, I believe. I'm interested. 
Right now, WrestleMania, I see a lot of complaints about the card. We don't have much announced for the card. So we gotta we gotta let it marinate, you know. Rumored that we're getting Stone Cold Steve Austin return. That's going to be huge for that card. Rumored we're getting Edge versus AJ Styles. That's going to be huge for that card. Plus, like I said, champion for champion, Roman versus Brock is huge. If we get Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens, that's gonna be huge. The the possibility of getting Cody Rhodes on that show is gonna be huge. Having having a matchup between Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch, that should be good. Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey should be good. So right now, I mean, I got nothing to complain about for WrestleMania. I mean, I see a lot of people be like, oh, it's just, it's just another WWE show. Listen, at the end of the day, the WWE released almost 200 wrestlers. The WWE is lacking star power, and they're not making new stars. The WWE is relying on stars from the past. I don't get the expectations that some fans have. I am not a WWE fan, but I'll tell you this right now. I've grown to accept the fact that we're going to get what we've been getting. So I don't have expectations in the WWE. I didn't go into Elimination Chamber thinking that we're going to get this great-ass show. I thought the show kind of was... It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad by a long shot, but it wasn't good. I don't know why people are like, oh, man, I'm disappointed. Like, what do you expect? Elimination Chamber, I gave it a two out of five stars. It, it was kind of skippable. It wasn't bad, but it was, it was a little missable. Later on in the night, though, I got a palate cleaner. I got a WWE palate cleaner. It was Impact Wrestling No Surrender. This was a good show. This was a damn good show. I enjoyed this show. We had a lot on this show. We had Eric Young versus Jay White. Great freaking matchup. What a match. Whew. Boys went at it. We had Black Torus. I love saying that name. Black Torus versus Jonah, the former Bronson Reed. I'm saying this right now. Sleeper match of the night. Go check out Black Torus and Jonah. These guys are two big men who fly around like they're cruiserweights. But could also put it on like big men. See, that's the difference. Like, you have a lot of big men who now are very athletic and they're like hybrid wrestlers. But when it's time to be a big man, they don't do it right. Not Bronson Reed. I mean, not 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 Jonah. Not not Black Torus. Yeah, they could do the athletic shit. They could do the flips and shit. They could be fast and shit. But when Bronson Reed hits you, you feel that shit. I don't know why I keep calling him Bronson Reed. His fucking name is Jonah. Jonah Rock. When that man hits you, you feel that shit. That fucking ground shakes. You feel that shit. Impact Wrestling had a great, great show. Three big stories coming out of this show. One, the Gorillas of Destiny versus the Good Brothers for the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. What a matchup that was. It was the two original tag teams of the Bullet Club clashing. And we got the big swerve at the end. We had Jay White interfere, costing the Gorillas of Destiny the win here. He hit the Blade Runner on his boy, Tamatanga, leading to the Good Brothers getting the victory and leading to Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson rejoining Bullet Club. 
while Tamatanga and Tangaloa got kicked out of Bullet Club. Very interesting. Number two, big story. W. Morrissey and Moose. What a main event that was. It was a hard-hitting big man matchup. It was contested like a WWE-style matchup with a lot of finishers, but still a really good big man matchup. Moose is still your champion. And three, the war between Honor No More and Impact Wrestling. What a huge match that was. Main event of the show, Honor No More picks up the victory. They are now all signed in Impact Wrestling now. So Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Maria Kanellis, PCO, Vincent, Kenny King, they're all now a part of the Impact Wrestling roster, but they won the matchup due to the defection of Eddie Edwards. Due to Eddie Edwards turning his back on Impact Wrestling and taking out Rhino, leading to Matt Taven getting the victory. Was people shocked? Yeah. Was I shocked? No. Check out my fucking... Check out my past episodes where I'm talking about Honor No More. Check out where I said Eddie Edwards always showed hesitation. Eddie Edwards never touched them. Eddie Edwards never hit them. I was calling this shit out from day one. I said, notice how Eddie has a slight hesitation every time they start fighting. I think Eddie Edwards is going to turn. I called it. I called it. Anyway, Impact Wrestling No Surrender was a hell of a show. I enjoyed it a lot more than Elimination Chamber. Sorry. Impact Wrestling, No Surrender, 3.5 out of 5 stars. Go out of your way. Watch that show. It was a really good show. Impact Wrestling is one of the most consistently good wrestling shows in the United States. I got to call it out right now. To be honest, it's a little bit more consistent than AEW. It's way more consistent than the WWE. Go out of your way to watch Impact Wrestling. For everybody complaining about AEW, everyone wants to complain about the WWE. There's other options out there. Use those options. Find those options. Enjoy those options. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back from this commercial break, we will be talking all about AEW Dynamite from this past Wednesday. We had a major debut, and we have a lot of matches added to the Revolution card. We're going to talk all about it when we come back. So stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day... 
your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The man, the king, the god of this shit, Nick fucking Gates. And you know how I start this off. Shout out to all my MDK gang members around the world. Shout out to all my boys locked up in the cells. Eastern Flock. Shout out to my hate club. Rest in peace, Big Day Hatred. And rest in peace, my brother Justice Payne. And I'm sending this video to my motherfucking boy, my gang member, Mike De Niro. And Mike, I want to start this off by saying thank you, man, for repping the MDK gang the right way. I want to say thank you, like I tell the rest of the people, and I keep telling them and telling them, Mike, if it wasn't for you or the rest of the gang, me, Nick Gage, I wouldn't be here right now, Mike. And I definitely wouldn't be doing what I love. That's professional deathmatch wrestling. So I just wanted to say thank you, Mike. And I want to let all my MDK gang members know to go check out the Wrestling Delarine podcast. I was on it. It was a dope-ass podcast. We had awesome conversation. It was one of my favorite podcasts I did. And I don't do too many. And I've done some big ones. And this one was one of my favorites. So go check out the Delarain Podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. They do this shit three days a week. So from the king of this shit, from the god of deathmatch wrestling, go check out the Delarain Podcast. And remember... They do it three times a week. They ain't slacking. They're on top of their game. They do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you know what it is. It's MDK all fucking day. And Mike, I would love to be on your podcast again, man. 
Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to get into AEW Dynamite from this past Wednesday, live from Connecticut, the backyard of the world wrestling entertainment. AEW's in your backyard. We had a super stacked show here. We had a tag team battle royal. We have a new member of the House of Black. We have one very emotional promo from MJF. And we had a very technical main event between Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson. AEW went into the show with not much announced. I saw a lot of people saying that the show was looking mediocre on paper. In my opinion, this was one hell of an episode for AEW Dynamite. Probably one of my favorite ones in the last couple weeks. We're going to talk all about it right now. So let's get into it. The show starts out with a tag team battle royal. A lot of teams in this matchup. I can't even name them all. You had the Young Bucks. You had FTR. You had Red Dragon. You had Proud and Powerful. You had the Dark Order. You had the Best Friends. You had 2.0. A lot of talent here. A lot of talent. Stacked. In the end, it all came down to Matt Jackson, John Silver, and Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly turned his back on Matt Jackson, eliminating him. And Red Dragon is the very first team to qualify for the triple threat tag team title match at Revolution. Matt Jackson and and, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, they started bickering and going back and forth in this uh, opening segment here. Matt Jackson said he turned his back on him. This leads to the Jackson boys and and Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly getting in each other's face, which leads to Adam Page coming out and beating up Red Dragon one-on-two while the Young Bucks step back and allow it. This leads to Adam Cole coming out, brawling with Adam Page. Adam Cole ditches, and Adam Page hits a huge buckshot lariat on Kyle O'Reilly. He then gets on the mic and he says, who's ready for story time with Adam Page? Taking Adam Cole's little slogan there. This was good stuff. Good good way to open up the show. It was, you know, pretty unpredictable. Good shit, though. Adam Page was talking about how Adam Cole became a star everywhere he's been. He was a champion everywhere he's been. And he left his former employer because, you know, he saw the walls caving in. Comes to AEW. But every time he messes with Adam Page, he's taking a step closer to his six-foot grave. And at Revolution, he's going to fall in. And Adam Page is just going to bury his ass alive. A lot of good promo work on this show. A lot of good promo work. And I would be remiss if I don't talk about the MJF promo. A lot of people are talking about this promo. A very emotional promo. A very different side of MJF. MJF was talking about in 2011 being a fan of CM Punk. Getting out of bed in the morning because of professional wrestling and his fandom for CM Punk. He wasn't good at anything. He says a lot of people think that he grew up with a silver spoon. This is false. He wasn't good at anything. He wanted to be a football player. He became a football player. He was probably the only Jewish boy on his football team, and he was bullied. He said, but one thing that got him out of being depressed all the time from being bullied was CM Punk. And he said, I went to go meet CM Punk. And as CM Punk said, it was just another Friday for him. But MJF didn't look at it as another Friday. MJF looked at it as him meeting his hero that day. And he said in 2000 and 
13, MJF starts training to be a wrestler. MJF starts saying, you know what? I want to be just like CM Punk. And in 2014, CM Punk leaves. CM Punk left him high and dry. CM Punk did not want to wrestle anymore. Therefore, MJF saw this as an opportunity to take CM Punk's place. He said, so the outcasts like him won't be left high and dry. He says, I will be here in spite of you. He said that I became a professional wrestler in spite of CM Punk. He said, at Revolution, you could beat the shit out of me. You could make me bleed. You could destroy me, but I won't quit. Because if I quit, I am just as bad as you, CM Punk. MJF went from being booed to cheered. MJF was crying during this promo. This was pure emotion. CM Punk comes out and he's asking, is this true? Is this true? Is that story true? MJF sheds a tear and walks away. Now, CM Punk is conflicted. Is CM Punk just as bad as those bullies? Is MJF really showing a different side? Does he have a heart? This was... A masterpiece. This was beautiful. This was professional wrestling at its best. Drawing you in with pure emotion to make you want to watch that show. Now, Revolution is must watch. MJF got butts in the seats. He got pay-per-view buys because now people want to see Revolution. Because, real talk. MJF sold me on this matchup between him and CM Punk. Great segment. Amazing segment. Can't talk about this AEW Dynamite unless we talk about the kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King, going up against Pac the Bastard and Penta Oscuro. Oscuro. For those who don't know what Oscuro means, it means Pentagon Dark. It means dark, by the way, not Pentadark, but dark. Oscuro means dark in Spanish. And for those who knew Pentagon Dark from Lucha Underground, that's what we were getting here. What an awesome entrance from Pentagon, rising from the grave. Really, really dope stuff. And sh- shout out to uh, Alex Abrahantes and his little get up there looking like the new Vampiro. Because, you know, in Pentagon, Dark's uh, Lucha Underground run, he had Vampiro as his manager. Really, really cool stuff. But definitely, the, yeah, the entrance was fucking sick. Really cool how he came from the grave. This was a great matchup. King looked like a monster in there. Pac looked great in there. Penta definitely had more edge to him. And Malachi Black was just Malachi Black. Phenomenal. In the end, though, in the end, after Pentagon and Pac win the matchup, we had Malachi Black and Brody King. They continue the attack. Malachi Black takes a shovel, and he looks like he's basically going to kill Penta as he rams the shovel through his throat. But the lights go out, and we got the debut of Buddy Matthews, the former Buddy Murphy. Buddy Matthews, who's looking like fucking Triple H in his prime here. He's fucking jacked. My man looks like he's been doing nothing but working out and eating fucking steak. 
man looks huge here. He debuts. Malachi acts like he's seen a ghost. But wait, what's this? He attacks Pac and Penta. The House of Black then destroy everybody. Matthews is fucking in tremendous shape. In the end, Matthews hits a huge curb stomp onto Penta through the fucking chair. What a segment. What a segment. AEW was just hitting it here. Banger after banger after banger. It was the MJF promo right after we had this matchup and the debut of Buddy Matthews. And after this, we got the confrontation between Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. Kingston was saying that this is a wrestling company, not a sports entertainment company. Chris Jericho needs to take his ass down the block to Stanford. Yo, shout out to Eddie Kingston and his public enemy shirt, by the way. But Eddie Kingston just makes everything feel so fucking real. He makes everything seem so real. Like, he's not cutting a promo. He's talking to man to man. He, he don't give a fuck. It seems like Eddie Kingston cuts his promos like he would be talking to you whether the cameras were on or off. So that's definitely dope. Chris Jericho said that Eddie Kingston made it to the big time at 38, but he don't give a shit about his sob story or him. He says that Eddie Kingston is jealous. He says that deep down, Kingston knows that he cannot achieve what Chris Jericho achieved or be at the level of a Chris Jericho. He says that Jericho can't leech off of him, though. Well, Kingston says that Jericho can't leech off of him like he leeched off of everybody else. He said that he wants a match at Revolution. Chris Jericho makes it personal when he talks about Kingston's uncle and father being failures. He says that Eddie Kingston cannot win the big one. But Kingston wants the old Jericho. He said, if we have a match at Revolution, I want the old Jericho. I don't want the Mimosa match Jericho. I don't want the Jericho that gets pushed off of the fucking cage by MJF. He said, I want the Jericho for more. I want the Jericho who's having matches with Ultimo Guerrero. I want the Jericho who's having fucking bangers with Tenru. I want the real Jericho, the old Jericho, the fucking first-time undisputed champion Jericho. Chris Jericho says he's going to get that Jericho at Revolution. I'm excited for this matchup. I was not excited about the build, but boy, once again, AEW sold me with the promos. The promo work on this show was absolutely insanely phenomenal. The MJF promo and then Eddie Kingston and Jericho just fucking tore it up on the mic. I was just as intrigued as if they already had the match. This match is going to be a banger because of the fucking passion on the mic. There is an art to selling people on the show by how good you are on the mic. This was good shit. Main event, we had a technical classic. It was a technical masterpiece between Daniel Garcia, Red Death Daniel Garcia, and the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, who wins the matchup. Then he gets on the microphone. He tells John Moxley, if you want me to beat you and make you bleed so you can stand by my side, we'll do it at Revolution. But you're going to be the only one bleeding. So Revolution right now is looking stacked. CM Punk versus MJF dog collar match. Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. Presumably, the Young Bucks versus Red Dragon versus the uh, Jurassic Express. The face of the Revolution ladder match, including what's called the face of the Revolution ladder match, that is including, I should say, Keith Lee, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, now Ricky Starks. 
We have Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. Adam Cole versus Adam Page. And now, Brian Danielson versus John Moxley? This card is stacked. This card is stacked. AEW Dynamite, though, gotta say, phenomenal, phenomenal show. Show of the week. Show of the week. I gave it a four out of five stars just off the promo work alone. Amazing, amazing show. When we come back from this commercial break, we're going to go back in time and we're going to be talking about the very first two episodes of Monday Night Raw in 1997, January 6th and January 13th. So don't you go anywhere. Stay tuned because when we come back, we're going old school on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. So strap in your seatbelts. We're going back to 1997, so stay tuned. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes has a certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Hey there, this is the Queen of Extreme Francine. I am here today to let you know that you need to go and check out this very cool podcast that is happening right now. It's called the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And it's on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yes, three days a week. It's amazing. And on Wednesdays, Wednesdays are really special because Edwin Melendez, he reviews ECW Hardcore TV and sometimes he even talks about yours truly. So, you need to go and you need to look up this podcast. Again, it's called the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And it's on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And please tell them that the Queen of Extreme Francine sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, like we do every Monday, but it's not Monday, it is Friday, but I miss Monday, so we're going to do it here on Friday, like we do it every week, I should say. We go back in time and we talk about WWF Monday Night Raw, and this is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the first two episodes from 1997, January 6th and January 13th. 
A lot of good action on these shows. A lot of future stars on these shows. So strap in your seatbelts. And let's talk about Monday Night Raw from 1997. The first episode, January 6, 1997. We start out with Owen Hart versus Mankind. This is called the Tough Man Competition again. I guess the Tough Man Competition is just a match of no DQ because these motherfuckers were hitting each other with chairs and fucking ring bells and whatever they could get their hands on. Including the Slammy Award. Owen Hart hit Mankind with the Slammy Award. Good chemistry between these two guys, by the way. In the end, Mankind wins. This this was a Styles Clash, but it was a welcome Styles Clash. Really nice match up here to start off the show. We got an interview with Jose Letherio, his son, and Shawn Michaels talking about uh, what's called the Royal Rumble being in San Antonio and Shawn Michaels taking back his title. We got highlights from the debut edition of Shotgun Saturday Night. We next get Fake Diesel and Fake Razor Ramon versus Furnace and LaFon. Honky Talk Man is on commentary. Furnace and LaFon win this matchup. Really good matchup, I gotta say. The Fake Diesel, Fake Razor characters is what's holding these guys back. Because we all know Glenn Jacobs is going to go on to be a fucking legend, right? But, yo, fake Razor. Not that bad. These guys literally had good chemistry. They had a good matchup. If they weren't saddled by the fucking stupid-ass gimmicks. Anyway, Bret Hart is here. He says that he hopes Shawn Michaels interferes tonight as Shawn Michaels will be on commentary in the main event. He says he hopes Shawn Michaels interferes because he wants to punch his teeth down his throat. Psycho Sid comes out. He's getting interviewed by JR. Sid said he is not intimidated by HBK or his hometown. He will walk out the man just like he did at Survivor Series. He will walk out the man at the Royal Rumble because he is the master and the ruler of the world. Shawn Michaels comes out. He's on commentary. He dances and strips on the announcer's table as Sid laughs. And then he says that he apologizes for nothing. And he said that he is only going to apologize for what he's about to do. Shawn Michaels shrugs him off like, do it then, whatever. Bret Hart versus Vader is our main event. Good matchup. During the matchup, though, Sid grabs the cameraman, which leads to the referee being distracted, while Vader also picks up the steel steps. And as Sid walks away, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes in, he interferes, and he hits the Stone Cold Stunner on Bret Hart in the entranceway. Vader then throws him into the ring. He hits the Vader bomb. Vader wins this main event. Backstage, we see Psycho Sid beating up Jose Lothario's son. And we go off the air with Shawn Michaels running to the back. But before he gets there, Sid Vicious hits a huge powerbomb on Jose Lothario, putting him through a table. What a matchup. What a show. Craziness. I know that Raw's about to get two hours, but these little one-hour fucking shorts are freaking great. The the one-hour show is such a good freaking... Like, it's enough time to have a great, short, compact show that keeps you wanting more. January 13th, 1997, we got the Royal Rumble this Sunday, which will be covered here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Monday. We'll be covering the Royal Rumble 1997 here. We start out the show with Hunter Helmsley versus Jerry the King Lawler. Well, Hunter Helmsley and Jerry the King Lawler versus Mark Miro and Goldust. We got a DQ after Goldust gets carried away and won't stop hitting Triple H. Psycho Sid cuts a promo from the Alamo Dome saying this is going to be the site of the demise of Shawn Michaels because I'm the ruler of the universe. Shawn Michaels cuts a promo live from San Antonio himself. 
Bret Hart comes out limping on commentary. We got the British Bulldog versus Rocky Maivia. During the matchup, Orn Hart comes out, and he stands in front of Bret Hart while Bret Hart is on commentary to prevent him from interfering in the matchup. During this matchup, while Bret... Oh, that. While British Bulldog and Rocky Maivia get thrown outside to the outside area, Stone Cold Steve Austin interferes and takes out the British Bulldog, which leads to Brett and Owen chasing him off. The Rock wins by a countout. Main event, we got The Undertaker versus Crush, the jailbird version of Crush. This was a good matchup. Undertaker picks up the victory, and then in the end, he brawls with Vader. Vader and the Nation of Domination jump Undertaker to end the show. The show was good too, but it wasn't as good as the January 6th episode of Monday Night Raw. But nonetheless, we are on our way to the Royal Rumble 1997. Like I said, we'll be covering it this Monday on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Thank you for joining us on this Friday, Friday, Friday morning on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I appreciate all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers. I love you guys. I salute you guys. Can't wait for Monday. We have a super stacked show. We'll be talking all about AEW Rampage, WWE SmackDown, and the 1997 edition of the Royal Rumble. So you don't want to miss it. Speaking of Monday, I also make an appearance on the King's Road podcast. Check out the King's Road podcast. It was an excellent show. I appreciate the King's Road podcast. Thanks for having me. It was a great conversation. Catch you guys on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Stay positive. Stay strong. One love. I love you guys. Zack tough in the hood Till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club Till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor We the wolves done Who can fuck with De Niro? I got a Snyder extender clip So who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy I was born in the darkness Oh, you the wolf Till we pull up and you're harmless So pray to Oliver the Don Dada The top shotter The top spot Final boss you cross That's when your ride stop Basquiat with that white chalk Trigger finger streets Might leave your brains on the sidewalk Niggas acting tough in the hood Till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club Till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor Till the wolves done Heard them got them niggas They be moving in the packs Think the shit is sweet They be plotting in the back Summertime better be careful where you're at No matter Addy nigga We gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night is precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice worth your life Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight South Bronx, midnight, niggas moving packs Cause they hunting, I'm moving packs of that onion But probably packing them something Catch them slipping with them coals and he ain't telling us nothing Catch a nigga fooling twice and then I'm pressing that button Send his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffing Must have moved to Honolulu, changed his name to McLovin Said you know what you know, that's for the pack to remember And if a nigga leaking these, we gotta Niggas say the dead don't talk, but that money do If I put a hole in his melon, I bet his honey do Shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you Bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal I Niggas acting tough in the hood Till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club Till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor Till the wolves come Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you're at No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night, it's precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice, worth your life Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight This episode is brought to you by Dave A banking app that's leveling the financial playing field 
Because when you download Dave, you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Download Dave today at dave.com slash Spotify. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. This fall, the Disney Bundle has all the action. Holy smokes! Watch live NFL and college football games on ESPN Plus. On Disney Plus, there's Loki Season 2. It's on its way. And Ahsoka. Buckle up. And on Hulu, you can watch The Boogeyman and Welcome to Wrexham. Oh my God, the expectation. All of these and more streaming this fall with the Disney Bundle. Blackouts and restrictions apply. 18 plus only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply.